<laughs> All right. Welcome to the Power of Plushies podcast hosted by me, Human, and Humphrey. Today, I am joined by Strawberry Cow and their human. Welcome, you guys. We're so happy to have you. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> it's super cool. Um, well, you actually have your own podcast too. So this is fun. You're kind of a little professional over there of your own. <laughs> um, well, why don't you start out by talking to us a little bit about your background? Um, I guess you can you can just kind of be open and and talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So my life with plushies goes back to before I was born. Um, my parents actually bought um, multiple very precious to me plushies that I, I still have, you know, over 23 years later. Um, yeah. And so all my life growing up as a little tiny baby, as a toddler, I was surrounded by plushies. And I always had a very deep connection to them and a very, very close attachment to them. I would say much stronger than my than my peers. Mm -hmm. um, my dad really raised me with a close connection to plushies. Um, we gave them all names. A lot of them had voices and personalities. And that was something that really sustained me through my childhood. Um, I had a wonderful childhood on the outside, but pretty terrible on the inside. Um, and I, I really think that I relied on the friendship of my plushies because I didn't really know how to connect with other people at the time. Um, so basically what was happening when I was a kid is we didn't know, but I am autistic and having friendships was always very confusing. Even though I was very extroverted and social, it caused me a lot of really intense anxiety to have connections with other people. And I also, we didn't know it at the time, but I have bipolar type one, which for me means I have psychotic symptoms, which is hallucinations in my case. So when I was, you know, about six years old, I started seeing things that weren't there that were very, very frightening. Um, they're frightening to me as an adult, but you know, as a child, um, you don't know what to make of it and it's truly horrifying. Mm -hmm. And so for me, having the presence of my plushies there, knowing that I had a safety and a security and something and someone really, not something, but someone, who loved me unconditionally despite the struggles I had, that made a huge difference in my life growing up. Um, and I've maintained my relationship having lots of plushies in my life ever since. Um, you know, I've been through a lot of traumatic events um, and I've always found myself going back to being with my plushies. And I've always slept with one in my arms, you know, um, all my life and I've always had a bed full of plushies and I really feel like they are my family and my friends and even though none of them um in my case none of them really have voices or talk mm -hmm. um we they don't need to talk you know yeah. um I don't need to give them a, a quote-unquote voice mm -hmm. um the connection is there and 
you know, I, I really credit the strength that I have today to the relationship I had with plushies growing up all my life. They sound like they've just been a constant stability for you. Absolutely. A stability in my life in an otherwise unstable life. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, my parents are so supportive and so loving and kind because they've always supported me in my love of plushies. Even as I got older, um, I'm 23 now. I just turned 23 in January. Happy and birthday. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> January 29th. Um, Yay. <laughs> and, um, you know, my parents were always so supportive and, and amazing about, you know, really letting me express my, my interest in plushies and not holding me back and never telling me, oh, you're too old for that now, yeah. you know. Um, Time to grow up. Yeah, yeah, they never did that. And that was, you know, a key factor in, in the stability I had growing up with such an unstable mind. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, their presence in my life has been so comforting. And, and you know, now I have Strawberry Cow, who mm-hmm. I love. I love deeply every single plushie I've ever had. But Strawberry Cow is like the connection that I never knew I could have. Um, the story, I could tell the story of how we sort of quote unquote met. Yeah, please do. We want to hear it. Yeah. So, um, Strawberry Cow is a pillow pet. Now I have had pillow pets for years and years. Um, and I've loved them. I've had pillow pet unicorns for years, but I, everybody loves the unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) I have the rainbow. I have the purple. Um, we love it here. But um, one day I was on um, just on my phone and I saw a picture of a pillow pet that like took my breath away. So precious. And that was a picture of the strawberry cow. And it had not yet been released. It was um, not even up for pre-order yet. But when I started seeing strawberry cow pop up on like Instagram or Facebook or anything like that. I mean, it, it sounds a little cheesy, but I would shed real tears. Oh, I really would. No, that doesn't sound cheesy. I I felt this incredible connection to this, this stuffed animal, this plushie. And, you know, I, I knew that there was a strawberry cow that was just waiting to come home and and be a part of our family and um we got the pre-order my um my mother surprised me with the pre-order and oh I know it was the best gift ever and then you know a few uh few couple months later I think it was you know maybe two or three um mm-hmm. because it was a pre-order strawberry cow came home to us and I I was actually having a really horrible day and strawberry cow came in the mail and i i couldn't even talk i just cried and held her oh and it was just you know normally um part of for me part of being autistic is i do what's called stimming a lot which is you know um repetitive movements that are self-regulatory to to calm me down or to express excitement and um you know, something like moving your hands around, flapping your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, 
flapping your hands is a common one. And so that's mm -hmm. if you're anxious to calm yourself down or if you're happy to show that you're excited. I was so sad that day. I couldn't even happy stim when, when okay. strawberry cow came. I just let it all out. I just cried and held her. And I don't think I had been so happy in such a long time. And so that's the story of how we met. We met on the internet. <laughs> oh my gosh. And look at what we turned into. That is so cute. <laughs> I love that story so much. And she scented too, right? Yes. She smells incredible. So there's a little strawberry, um, a, a little strawberry patch sewn into when you look at her straight on, it's on her right side. And when you hold her, it's her left. And Aww. she smells like... <sighs> the best description I can have is she smells like a strawberry um, car air freshener tree. Oh, yeah. So if anybody has one of those, then you know what she smells like. The reason I know is because my mother buys those for me now. <laughs> because we found out. And so if I can't if I have to leave the house and drive around somewhere, um, well, I can't drive right now, but I'd be driven around somewhere and I can't take strawberry cow with me. I kind of still can. Yeah. That is so cute. I just like when, when you say strawberry cow, like I'm envisioning like you're too young, but I'm envisioning like the eighties, like that nest quick strawberry <laughs> milk. And then it would like explode, like little powder would like pop all over. And I'm just like envisioning stirring that and like the pink glass and like, oh, that's what I, and like that smell. It was like the best stuff ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I That's what I'm thinking of is like this yummy strawberry. Mm. So her technical name, her full name is Strawberry Milkshake Cow see yeah I was on to something you were you were on to something her full name was strawberry milkshake cow um but everybody just calls her strawberry cow um Aww. I personally elect to call my cows um strawberry cow and chocolate cow or chocolate milkshake cow just because okay. of the way that they roll off the tongue like strawberry cow feels better yeah. when I talk um and for yeah. me part of my autism is I talk in certain ways so uh -huh. I do call her strawberry cow instead of strawberry milkshake cow because of the way that it feels. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. <laughs> I, I get it. That's she's, she just is so cute mm -hmm. and she looks like she smells good. And then like when I envision her, that's how I imagine mm -hmm. just her with this nice little glass of milk. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, something that, really um, touched my heart was in your first episode when you were talking mm -hmm. about an autistic boy that you had seen who wears ear defenders and how you felt like that yeah. was similar. I can speak to that um, because yeah. being autistic, I actually have ear defenders. Um, okay. They're sort of similar to what you'd buy to go to um, a range, um, okay. you know, to protect your ears from the, the sound. Um, so yeah. I wear those a lot of the times when I go out in public. And I, for one, think that in my case, at least, they are the same. Wearing those ear defenders for me is the same as bringing my plushies around because this is something that calms me and something that helps regulate me. You know, it's all about regulation for your stress levels, um, 
Yes, like a sensory condition. Absolutely. In my in my opinion, I feel like um like my PTSD is I very much need a regulation like you call it mm-hmm. for my PTSD and when I'm beginning to feel overwhelmed, how is that different? You know, I think it's the same, yeah. Yeah, and and I think like there there is just so much power in these little coping tools and they really help yeah and um you know i i have um mild um ptsd um i am going to be discussing another instance that um should definitely have a content warning um so for you know an assault um when i was in college, my um, my second college that I went to before I had to drop out, I was pretty terribly assaulted. Um, mm-hmm. It was very horrifying. I have been trying to work through it for about three years. It was about three years ago. And, mm-hmm. you know, I noticed um, something that I think speaks to the real power of plushies is that at the time when it happened, I really isolated myself um, after it occurred. After my rape, I drew into myself and I, I didn't seek out anything to comfort me. I was so isolated. But this was away from my home. I was at a dorm. And once I started bringing my plushies back from home, I started to feel safer to stay in my own bed. You know, I, because it happened in my own bed, I had a lot of bad anxiety about sleeping in my bed because, you know, I I was so scared of the the nightmares and the flashbacks. And so, and that's mm -hmm. like a horrible feeling to be afraid to be in your own bed, which should be a safe one of the safest mm-hmm. places. And, you. Um, you know, I I would sleep on the couch in my living room. I lived alone, so I'd sleep on the couch in my living room um, because I was so afraid to sleep in my bed. But once I started bringing, you know, I didn't have Strawberry Cow at this time, but once I started bringing my, my friends from home, my plushies, it started to feel like a safer space because that was a space for me and my family, not a space for that perpetrator. It became a space Mm -hmm. to make me feel safe because things I loved were there and things that loved me were there. And it was a real retaking and reclaiming of my power um, to integrate my plushies into that space because before it was like, gosh, this is so, you know, everything's desecrated and everything is, is horrible and I don't want to go there. But once I started bringing them back into my bed, it became so much more about them and my love for them and their love for me rather than anything that tried to hurt me. And, you know, it's three years later and I'm still in therapy and still working through the PTSD symptoms But Mm -hmm. I think that it was a real reclamation of my power in my life 
when my plushies helped me to take my bed back. You reclaimed it. With exactly, them. exactly. And that's a huge testament to the power of plushies and extremely real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that I think might be a bit more understandable to people. I think that there might be a bit of a disconnect when you start saying, you know, oh yeah, you know, my name is such and such and I I collect plushies and I'm 23 years old and people are like, huh? But, um, (laughs) yeah, you know, but, but when when there's, but when there is real, um, trauma there's real reason and there's real history i think it it gives people a a bit of a bridge or a channel to help start understanding Mm -hmm. the serious ways that they help us you know and um Mm -hmm. and sometimes people will be like you know um well are you sure that that's a good idea you know isn't that childish you know whatever and i'm like listen i'm in therapy and my therapist actually sees how much good they do for me and doesn't discourage me because this is adaptive. It's not maladaptive in no way. Am I hurting myself? Mm -hmm. Does it make sense to everybody else? No, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. And my therapist said the Mm -hmm. same thing. My therapist completely agrees with the approach of using a plushie and is 100% supportive and on board with it. And like you said, will it help everybody? No, but it doesn't, it doesn't have, to. have to. You know, what matters is yeah. being able to know what will help you and what's right for you and embracing it. You know, um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of my journey with plushies has been about embracing myself because they mm-hmm. have helped with my confidence. And like I said, you know, they don't have a, a voice like I have right now. Um, I, they don't talk. But I still talk to them in my head. And yeah. Me too. And, yeah. you know, when I'm feeling low, it's it's almost like they have their own thoughts and they can tell me, you're so loved. We love you so much. You take care of us and you're so wonderful for X, Y, and Z reasons. If I'm thinking to myself, well, gosh, I'm just the worst. You know, and it's mm-hmm. it's like being able to see yourself through somebody else's eyes, through somebody who loves you. And not seeing yourself through the eyes of your own criticisms and through the eyes of your own anger towards yourself. You know, it's really through a lens of love. That's so profound and so true. I feel the same way about Humphrey. There's so many times where I just, you know, I'm down and... I know he's separate from me. I fully grasp that. But sometimes I just need that little push and it's a way to love myself. But I'm loving mm, Humphrey. Absolutely. And I fully I fully get it. Like I get <laughs> it that he's not me, but it's a way to like love me by loving him. And I I'm with you 100%. You you speak very <laughs> wisely. I just love talking with you. Um, (laughs) I I keep like staring off in space, thinking so deeply about everything you're saying. I'm like, 
Oh my uh, god. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to this episode a hundred yeah, times. I, um, I actually <laughs> wanted to go into something that you had asked me to mention. Um, so one mm. thing that they have really helped me with is my medical issues. Um, so mm. I have been in the psychiatric hospital. I have I'm currently an ambulatory wheelchair user. Um, for those who don't know what that means, ambulatory wheelchair use means you are able to walk some, but you can't walk enough and you do have to use a wheelchair in many instances. So I do ambulatory wheelchair use because I have very severe chronic pain. Um, we aren't 100% sure what the cause is. And I'm actually today going to get a procedure done, a diagnostic procedure to hopefully get some more answers and maybe a full diagnosis. But, you know, I've been in the hospital a few times and I go to the doctor constantly and it gets really scary and really overwhelming. But when I was in the psychiatric hospital after I got strawberry cow, um, due to some COVID restrictions, I was not able to see um, my family like I had been able to see them before when I was in there. But what they did was they actually brought strawberry cow and uh, one of my boyfriend's stuffed animals and they brought them out to the window and they waved them at me and they Aww. let me see them through the window. And that, I mean, I thought about that every day that I was in the hospital um, when I needed strength, you know, the fact that yeah. I got to see them, um, see, you know, not only the people holding them, but them themselves made such a difference. You know, mm -hmm. it was, um, a real lifeline for me getting to, yeah. I was going to say it probably was like a, a survival Absolutely. tool even. Like and, you know, um, you had to do special requests from one of your lead doctors on your team to actually get something like a comfort item into the hospital, um, which oh my God. that I had um, really wanted to bring Strawberry Cow in, but I was worried about, you know, how I would explain why I needed her. Um because, you know, even though I'm not ashamed, it is very difficult when you're in a crisis situation to be able to explain that sort of thing. But it was okay. I got to see her through the window. Um, and, you know, that, like I said, that was a lifeline, getting to see her and getting to see the people holding her even through the window. And now um, she has come with me to a few of my spinal appointments. Um, I do have a degenerative spinal disease. And that is part of my chronic pain. Um, so she's come with me to a few appointments. Um, she doesn't always get to come inside. It depends on, you know, does my mom get to come with me? Where would I put her? And it gets a little logistically complicated. But um, she'll ride with me in the car. Um, and that, I mean, she soothes my anxiety so much because I'm I'm so worried all the time about my future and how well I'm going to be able to walk if I'm going to be able to walk at all in 10 years. And, you know, it, it's very overwhelming and it's 
very ominous when you're on that ride to the doctor, whether it's, you know, psychiatric or, or physical, it's ominous and you're scared and you feel so alone, but having strawberry cow there with me really helps sort of dissolve and, and break up some of that, that super rocky fear. And, um, I personally am about to graduate, um, from my yoga training school and yeah so I oh yeah I'm about to graduate from my (laughs) yoga training school this year and I have really relied on strawberry cow and my other plushy family to help get me through some of my stress because I went from being fully mobile at the beginning of my training to in a wheelchair now here at the end of my training yeah, oh my um, huge what change. A change. And, you know, there's a lot of people who have the idea that, you know, yoga is doing a bunch of bendy poses on them on a mat. Um, it's not, it's a lot more than that. And I'm actually about to do my final project of chair yoga. And that's going to have to be what I teach for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future. And it's really exciting um, to do disability accessible yoga because I'm providing to people who are in the same situation as me, who maybe they think, oh gosh, well, I can't do this because I don't see anybody doing it. I don't see anybody in a wheelchair doing yoga. I'm like, I got you. Um, You know, I want to be able to provide that because so many people think that they can't do yoga because there's such a strict and narrow idea of what it is. And so I'm really happy to provide that for people. Um, But what has been so stressful is going from being fully mobile and being able to get on the mat and do all the bendy fun poses to being in a wheelchair. And, you know, I actually have, um, I've got my plushies in a certain way. So that way, if I am working on my computer to sequence my project. They're looking at me and I'm able to talk to them and they'll be able to support me. Or mm-hmm. if I'm doing my schoolwork on my laptop in my bed, they are right next to me or I've got the laptop on top of Strawberry Cow because she's perfectly laptop sized. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, they are always there for me to provide, again, that stability, because I've been through so many changes from full mobility to being an ambulatory wheelchair user um, and not being able to do hardly anything that I could do before. You know, they've, they've been, like you said, such a stability in my life. And as far as as far as the yoga goes too, that's not only for people that are wheelchair bound. I mean, that can be for people because I have a friend that owns a yoga studio Mm -hmm. in the Midwest, Minnesota, and she teaches um, chair yoga for just, it is really for anybody. And I, and yeah, I have a friend also in, um, a coworker that um, has tried the chair yoga just because, you know, when you get older, it's a little harder sometimes to do all those more strenuous poses. So, I mean, you're not only teaching people that are in wheelchairs. 100%. And I think that it is a really great um, 
sort of ease into yoga, a way to introduce yourself because you're not overwhelmed by the thought mm -hmm. of having to bend and stretch in ways that you have no idea how to, you know, um, if yeah. you are, you know, an, like an office job worker, or if you work at your kitchen table at home, you know, you're in a chair most of the time. So it's going to be a lot easier for you mm -hmm. to take, you know, that 15 minute break and do a little bit of chair yoga to decompress and, you know, relax and release and be able to manage and regulate yourself. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to ask you, um, in your emails, you had talked about feeling, in the beginning, you felt so overwhelmed because you have like, oh yeah, all these different labels. Yeah, like, um, I can talk about that for sure. <laughs> now you're feeling... Yeah, now you're kind of feeling more comfortable. I know that's like a one-day <laughs> yoga, but I feel like that's, it's like so important too, I think, to talk about that. And you have a good yeah, perspective so and attitude. What I have realized, you know, I am diagnosed with a lot of things and they've been all confirmed two, three times over by every doctor I've gone to since I was 16. I am autistic. I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. I have bipolar type one with psychotic symptoms. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I have borderline personality issues. I've got trichotillomania, which is a OCD disorder where you pull your hair out. I have really bad anxiety. I have PTSD. I have a degenerative spinal disease and we aren't sure what else I will be diagnosed with in the future about my inability to walk. When you hear that, when you read that on a piece of paper, you are so beyond overwhelmed, at least I was. I felt like I had no clue how to move through the world. Um, I felt like I had no clue how I was going to function as a human being whatsoever. And, you know, it took me a long time a very long time and a lot of therapy to realize that these, for the most part, these labels, they really are only there to help me know what treatment I need and to help figure out, you know, what are the best ways to help me um, when it comes to, you know, bipolar or OCD or, you know, borderline, anything like that really those terms exist. So that way my treatment team knows the best approach to help me. Um, and once I started framing it in that perspective, life became so much easier to deal with. Um, it, it was by no means an easy switch. I, I didn't just wake up one day and, and start thinking that way. It took a lot of work on myself. And, you know, honestly, um, I would say that the word autistic is a net positive in my life because it has given me an incredible community. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And, and, you know, I, that's not something that I'm ashamed of at all. You know, I, I still struggle if, you know, people want to know more about me. I, I'm not too keen on telling them that I have, you know, I have to take antipsychotics or something, but I'm no longer ashamed of saying I'm autistic because I found 
the most beautiful, incredible community of fellow autistic people, especially women online. And I have gotten endless support for my relationship with plushies because these are people who also understand what it's like to feel alone from other humans. And so, you know, uh, uh, there's a yeah. lot of complicated feelings when you first read on a piece of paper that you're diagnosed with, you know, uh, so many mental or physical disorders or disabilities or what have you. But with time, it really became a positive in my life because it let me know what ways I can best manage my stress and manage my distress, manage my anxiety, manage my symptoms in general, and it helps me get the medication I need. Um, that I think is the most important thing is it helps me get the medication I need. And, and actually Strawberry Cow um, loves to come with me to some of my um, out of town treatments for my bipolar disorder. Um, yeah, so I, yeah. I get infusion therapies. I get ketamine <laughs> infusion therapies. Um, it's basically, for those who don't know, ketamine is like a large animal tranquilizer. But what they've discovered is that if you do it in small doses through either a nasal spray or an IV, obviously under the supervision of a doctor, it actually stimulates neurogenesis in your brain. And it helps you recover from severe suicidality. And Strawberry Cow is actually allowed to come with me to my infusions. And they last about 40 minutes. And I am hooked up to a little IV. And I get liquid ketamine in the IV. And, you know, the doctor comes and checks on me. But I'm allowed to bring Strawberry Cow. And she has been probably my favorite guest that I get to bring with me. Because you get to bring, oh my gosh. yeah, you get to bring other that people so if, you know, cool. if you get stressed out, um, because sometimes it can be overwhelming to be on the infusion yeah. and the, the mental state you experience. But, you know, she, she's my favorite guest okay. to bring with me. I get to hold her and, you know, Aww. I get to, I get to talk to her and I get to listen to my music with her. And it's just a really special time between the two of us. <laughs> that is so cool it's it's just so awesome that you have her and get to bring her while experiencing this I mean it's a really it's it a is a big deal yeah. what you're going through and I I mean I can't imagine experiencing something like that and you have such a positive attitude and I like how you how you frame everything like when you're talking about mm -hmm. reframing I'm huge on that and so when you're talking about how you're framing everything I just think you are incredibly refreshing and invigorating and wise and talking about how the labels were overwhelming was was a big thing to me because Usually, like, you hear one of those labels, and you just right. want to, like, slap the doctor and walk oh, yeah. the room. Oh, yeah. I, like, I screw totally this. know that feeling. <laughs> you know? 
but you not only have a one, lot. you're like dealing with exactly. a dictionary full of stuff that you have to like read through what what does this mean? What does that mean? And how do I deal with that? And you just take it in stride and don't let it get you down. And you got your strawberry cacao and you got your plushy family and you know, you're like, well, how can I manage this? Okay, well, you know, this is what we're going to do. And I think that you're, you're just a fighter. You're a survivor. And you're an inspiration. I appreciate you saying that so much. That is so incredibly kind. We love having, we love having stories like this, because right now, there's so much negativity. And there's so much, like, Oh, it just brings a person down. And so to hear somebody like you, you know, you've been through so much and hearing these positive, you know, like maybe your story isn't all peaches and sunshine, but you get through it. And that's what we need is we need fighters like you saying, Hey, it's not all wonderful. We need to hear from people who've made it out to the other side. And when you feel like there's no hope yeah. to get through, it, it helps to hear somebody continue. who's made it on the other side of all the all oh. the pain. And like you were saying, I don't know what's gonna happen in ten years, but I'm still I'm still going and I'm not gonna stop. So I completely <laughs> applaud you for that. I wanted to ask you, you you have this little you have this new project yeah. the podcast. And just like me, my little project over here, <laughs> tell us about yours. I'm really excited to hear about this because I love yoga. So, I, I mean, I'm not good at it. So don't get me wrong. It's not like I go <laughs> put on my Lululemon pants and go to the gym. <laughs> but just just tell us about it because yeah. I'm fascinated. So, so my podcast is podcast. called the Autistic Yogini Podcast. A yogini is the term for a female yoga practicer oh my gosh um I love that. and and so what I do is I cover Yay. um I'm about to record the fourth episode so it's still very new but I like to touch on mental health okay. the yoga industry what it's like to be autistic and experience something like the yoga industry or experience a mental health problem collective mental health issues um, issues facing the autistic community, a lot of stuff. Um, I've only done three episodes so far because it's a lot to write them and it's hard to, you know, um, put everything together. But the first episode um, definitely needs mm-hmm. a warning for the content because it talks about eating disorders. So skip that episode if you can't handle that. Um, I totally understand because it was really hard for me to record. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is about literally autism and yoga. It's about, um, being autistic, being in the yoga industry, practicing. And then the third one is about collective mental health and how it impacts, um, you know, autistic people, especially. And the fourth episode is upcoming. Yeah. So it's great. That's exciting. I am I'm excited. I'll check it out Thank for you. sure. I, um, I always ask, what did what did Strawberry Cow help you? Well, how long do we have? <laughs> um, 
but no, to be very serious, um, for <laughs> my main answer to that, she's helped me with so much, but my main answer would probably be my medical anxiety, honestly, um, because she has been a real force in my oh, life when it comes yeah. to being present for medical issues, whether it's visiting me in the psychiatric hospital or coming with me to my spinal appointments, riding in the car with me to my MRI, you know, anything like that. She has really been just a holding force in my life to get through my medical anxiety. So if I had to pick one thing to say that she helped most with, it would be that. I mean, that's a good, that's a really good answer. I feel like that's huge. I get it too, Mm -hmm. because like Humphrey's really helped me get out in the world. And so I think like, Mm -hmm. I could see how that would be a massive help for you. Um, how did you, I, I always ask this too, how did you find the community or did you know that? So I had no idea um, at all. I really didn't. I had no idea that there was a community <laughs> at all. That's so and, typical. Uh, yeah. And I was like, totally just You're taken like, aback because I was like, oh my gosh, what? Um, so the reason that I found the community in the first place is because I was following the Pillow Pets account. And Pillow Pets reposted the um, post of a Pillow Pet who has their own page. And um, and so I was like, oh, I'm going to check that out. Oh, my God. And just I fell down the rabbit hole. You know, I was like, I have to find all of you and be friends with all of you, <laughs> um, which has just been the best thing. Um, and there's a really... Um, really great set of people and plushies who really welcomed me into the community um, and made me feel so welcome. And it's just been the best experience ever since. Um, But yeah, I had no idea. (laughs) I had none. And then I just fell down the rabbit hole and I was like, well, strawberry cow looks like you're getting your own Instagram. Yeah. And we're actually really good friends friends with somebody um, (laughs) who uh, we just absolutely adore. And it's really, that is um, Walnut the Frog. His his name is Froggy Walnut. That's spelled spelled P-H-R-O-G-G-Y, Walnut. And we definitely want to shout out their account because so kind, so sweet so supportive and we've become real friends with them and their human and so I definitely want to shout out their account and say if you're listening to this walnut and human um I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart (laughs) for me and strawberry cow for your friendship and for your kindness and your care and I hope that mentioning you brings in more friends to your life and brings in more positivity and more love into your life. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. The the accounts like that really deserve it. People that are so sincere and genuine. Absolutely. They deserve all the love. I have one last question for you. <laughs> You're fine, don't worry. Um, so I it is totally okay. But <laughs> we're <laughs> It's like a ping pong ball with me. We're just kind of like all over the place, like one of those little machines. Um, what is Strawberry I think that when I talk to Strawberry Cow, the wish that she conveys to me, 
you know, we've never sat down and had discussion about it. But what I gather from her is that she ultimately just yeah. wants me to be, oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting oh, very emotional. Cry. I think ultimately she wants me to be happy where I am okay, because totally I have so okay. much anxiety about my future. I don't know how I'm going to manage walking. I don't know if I'm going to be walking in five, 10 years. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to go to the hospital. I don't know what mm -hmm. surgeries I'm going to have to have. I don't know how many different medications I'm going to have to be on. And it really impairs my ability to joy to enjoy right now and enjoy the present moment. And I think that she just wants me to be happy in the mm -hmm. moment because I am so happy when I'm with her in the moment that it's like everything else just washes away. And I think she wants me to have that as often as I can. That's a beautiful wish. I do. I'm holding her now. You have a great friend in Strawberry Co. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have Humphrey, too. <laughs> We're all together. <laughs> I hope so, too. I hope if you aren't, you need to find them and hug them right now. Too, so. <laughs> yeah, give them a hug. Give them a love. And um, I really, really appreciate you joining and Thank you. And courage. And <laughs> Thank you. I think you're, you're super like, cool. Super cool. <laughs> it's been like really fun getting to know you. And um, I'm I so happy that I got to. I really can't say enough how happy I am. <laughs> I um I think I mentioned this to you in DMs before, but actually I find it so calming that I've actually put on the podcast specifically to fall asleep because I find it so, so comforting and reassuring. Like, like, you know what it is like as a podcaster, like when you love something enough that you'll put it on to fall asleep because it comforts you. So like, that's what I've done with the podcast. Yep. I have a couple like that that I that I really like that I'll turn on and listen to just because it's, yes. it's almost like um, I think that's a great way to put it for your mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I completely understand what I you're so. saying. Well, hopefully you'll be the Novocaine for somebody's mind. And <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> well, I appreciate you so much and seriously huge hugs and thank you. thank you again I can't I can't say it enough all right bye